Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday, more specifically a Holy Thursday for those that celebrate. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory, a great, great selection of pre-owned inventory. And a great service department that will work with you to make sure everything's right for your current vehicle. In fact, I've been doing that all day with Jeff down at the service department at Quick Lane. As Lisa and I are having a car worked on right now. Been a good experience. They have a sales staff that is not just there for the sale. They're there to help you get the right vehicle for the right price that is good for your family. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Just about a week away from blue-white next Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Looking like the weather is going to be a perfect day. Looking like 62 and partly sunny right now for State College, so that's terrific. Hopefully it stays that way. And we'll talk to our man from the sidelines, Brian Tripp. Today, of course, just coming off the Frozen Four as well, calling that for Westwood One. So we'll probably get into a little bit of that with him too. So lots getting up to with Brian Tripp in a little bit. It has been a tremendous day for Penn State men's basketball. I know we've been talking football. We're all excited for the blue-white game, but men's basketball had a big day today, bringing in two big fishes from, in my opinion at least, from the transfer portal. First is a local one. Andrew Funk, the senior guard from Bucknell, is heading to Happy Valley, announcing his commitment not too long ago, in fact. Just averaged 17.5 points last year, a little over three rebounds a game, three assists per game, shot 43% as well. Was really good from beyond the arc. We know how many big-time shots he's made. Of course, we remember the one that he made from the corner late in the season against Lafayette and uh, many other ones that he had throughout his entire career. So this is a guy that already was a three-star recruit out of Warrington, Pennsylvania at Archbishop Wood. Didn't realize he actually played with Colin Gillespie when Archbishop Wood won the PIAA 5A title in the 2016-17 season. 
but this is a guy right away I think that will that will make a huge difference in his final season as a super senior in his fifth year of eligibility. He's a guy that is a leader that has a tremendous basketball IQ and he's just not afraid of the big moment. This is a huge get for Penn State in my opinion. Is it is there a challenge to make the a little bit of a jump from the Patriot League to the Big Ten? Yeah, of course. But guess what? Andrew Funk, what was it, three seasons ago now? Yeah. When Bucknell played Michigan State in the NCAA tournament when they last won the Patriot League title, 2017 season. Or 2018, rather. Yeah. So he's got that experience at least. Just to throw it out there. But this is a guy, too, that is either going to... He's going to make an impact either way. Whether I think he might have a shot to start. We'll see how things shape out. There's still a long ways to go in the offseason. But either way, he'll at least be a really, really solid sixth man. And the other player brought in today, too, was Drexel guard Cameron Winter. It will also bring some instant scoring to the backcourt for Penn State next year. Average just under 16 points per game, five rebounds a game, four and a half assists per game last year for Drexel. First team all CAA selection. So you got a lot of scoring coming in right away for Penn State. Plus, you already had a high ranking freshman class coming in. So this is this is gonna be very exciting fall camp and into the season for, for Penn State next year. Micah Shrewsbury, I think, having a very good offseason in his first full offseason as Penn State head coach. So there you go. And, of course, having it's been a pleasure watching Andrew Funk in my three years of doing the, the PA at Soika. Great guy, tremendous player. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a lot of fun for Penn State to watch. I know Steve won't be able to comment on these just yet, but I wanted to at least throw that out there. And also with Penn State today, actually a lot of Penn State news today is the new president elect has named the committee to find a new athletic director. And that includes Guy Godowski from the men's ice hockey team. Among others. So, the search is in. Looks like they want to see a new candidate be named by July 1st. Also on the committee, you got Ali Schlegel, current women's soccer forward and chair of the Student Athlete Advisory Board. Michael Wade Smith, who is uh, president-elect Ben Apudi's senior vice president and chief of staff. Dennis Scanlon, Professor of Health and Policy and Administration, NCAA Faculty Athletics Representative and Director of Center for Healthcare and Policy Research, and 
Tambla Lewis Interim Athletics Integrity Officer. That's the committee members for the AD search to replace Sandy Barber. So that came down today as well. And we will hear from Sandy Barber herself next week. Yes, on Wednesday, as a matter yeah. of fact. But saw Sandy, saw, saw Sandy today, as a matter of fact. But, Steve, I, I know you can't say anything yet, but I'm let's just say I'm very excited for, for men's basketball next year. Yeah, those are those those will end up being two excellent pickups. Um, I think it'll be good for each player, and obviously I can't talk about either one of them until they finally get there. But they're two middle to high double digit scorers at the levels that they played at. Um, you know, a guard and a wing, I think, is important uh, along the way. They're probably going to need. Uh, one more big man. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think the basketball here today had a really good day. Um, really good day. And, and when they're officially enrolled, I'll talk about both of them. So there you go. And once they... But there's the uh, there's the story on it. There you go. Blue white parking. Lot thirty nine past six. Hmm. Lot thirty nine is well, I don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> You know where you have okay. to be come kickoff, so whatever. I'm not. I'm not that worried about. It. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> I think. I think it's behind the Ag Arena. Let's see here. I have no idea. It's in back of the Ag Arena. Oh well, doesn't matter. It's it's free parking. I'm not that worried about it. Not that worried about it. I, you know how much I worry about stuff like that. I don't. No need to worry about it. Um, well, I thought Vlad Guerrero was great last night. Didn't you think so? How impressed were you by that performance? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Well, what's wrong? <laughs> Something wrong? <laughs> I'm a little concerned here. What's wrong? It was uh, the wrong. I, he did it at the wrong place. It was the problem. But yeah, you had to appreciate what he did last night, especially dealing with the little step on the hand as well in between huh. home runs one well, and two. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, one team wants to play dirty, the other one wants to play clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the end, that's what it comes down to. Hey, tell me I'm wrong. No. That's not the pinstripe way. Just happened. So you admit they played dirty. All right, so. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he, he was tremendous last night. He he totally destroyed. He basically won the game single-handedly, and it was also very fittingly that he made the great play 
on the line out to end the game. He was all over the place last night. I believe he never uh, had hit a home run off Garrett Cole. There, uh, there was that first Toronto Blue Jays player to hit three home runs in a game against the Yankees. So, yeah, he, he covered it all last night. Look, the franchise has only been available since 1977, so it's not like in a long period of time. Just kidding. But, you know... But the Yankee, yeah, he's paid $36 million a year. I can tell you right now, he's not Walter Johnson. <laughs> well, he hasn't been. I mean, last night was better, but, I mean, really, his all, all his mistakes were to Vlad Guerrero Jr. But, uh, yeah, he certainly still has not been clean. He has, still hasn't had a clean first inning yet. That's a little concerning in his first two starts. But he was a little bit better yesterday. But it needs to be better. There you go. Very concerning. But there you go. It's uh, your uh, iterative for the fastest way. View and save your tickets in Apple Wallet. Look, I just want to park. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want to park. Oh, look, I have a screenshot. Screenshots won't get you in. Really? How about that? Oh, my almighty! Wow. I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to talk my way in. <laughs> I don't think that would be a problem if it came down to that. Add to Apple Wallet. Okay, we'll see. I have no idea how to do this. I have no idea. Lot opens at 9. Park in Section 39, Row 614. There you go. Next. Do that. Show them the Apple, your new Apple Watch. You're sporting now, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Select automatically. Okay, done. Let's see. Is this... I don't even know. Is this going right? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh. I am... That's... This is where I... I interviewed somebody years ago that... Um wrote a book entitled Being Digital. And I said, how this is now, this is in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was a TV interview. And I asked, how can older people adjust to the technology of today? And again, we're going back 20, 25 years here. And he said, have kids. And you know, because the kids will be able to show older people how to do all this. Right about now, I could use one. <laughs> right about now, I could uh, lose a little help. Well, you got to go to the grandkids. Your oldest is how? Is how old? Uh, she'll be fourteen next Saturday. Yeah, she can help you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Continue. 
There you go. This is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this. Add new recipient. I'm not, there's no new recipient. It's just me. <laughs> you accepted one ticket. Show more. Okay, good. If I'm accepted, I'm in. I have no idea what that means. Bingo! Show more or show less? I don't know. Let's see. Tickets selected for transfer. I'm not transferring anything. I just want to be able to get in there. All right, good. We're done. I'll just talk my way in. We'll be fine. <laughs> How about that? I'll, I'll just do it that way. Yeah, that, I think that'd be fine. Hey, Jack and I can talk our way into a lot of different places, and we have. Our favorite was Tuscaloosa. Did I ever tell you the Tuscaloosa story? I don't believe you have. Okay, so we 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 get to the gate at Bryant Denny Stadium, and we're not at the gate that enters for the medium, but it's pouring. It is absolutely pouring. He said, uh, "We're Steve Jones, Jack Cam. Oh, hey, you're the Penn State radio guys." We're like, "Okay, so far so good. This is good." The guy opens the gate, and lets <laughs> us in. All right. Okay. All right. I, I we we literally like. That's all we said. Uh, yeah, we're Steve Jones, Jack Cam. You're the Penn State radio guys. All right. I'm like going, all right. I like it. So there's a table to the left. So I bring my, my bag over to the table at the left so they can inspect the bag. And he looks at the two of us. He says, where are you going? The elevator's down there. Like, okay, keep on going. <laughs> we get to the elevator, and I start to open my bag. He goes, just go to the seventh floor. You're fine. Okay, we get the elevator closes. <laughs> Jack looks at me. He says, "Man, we could have brought anything in here." <laughs> yeah, that was he easy. Said, they did, he, he said they just seemed happy to see us. <laughs> I said, "Clearly." Yeah, surprised they didn't want, I said to him, "I'm surprised they didn't want pictures." <laughs> that was some good Southern hospitality right there. Holy mackerel! Finally, we get to the top. And the woman at the top looks at the two of us, and she says, Mr. Ham, Mr. Jones? Yes. I hate, I hate so much to ask this, but can I at least see your passes? And we're like, thank God somebody. (laughs) 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 The two of us were like... I, I said, I said, you're the first person that's made me feel better about being here. <laughs> Even though everybody else was super nice. Everybody else was super nice. But I just felt a little more secure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by... Our good friends at Sunbury Motors. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department to back it all up. It's one-stop vehicle shopping. They'll take care of inspections, routine, diagnostics, whatever it may be. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. All right, we will get to uh, Brian Tripp here in a moment, talk a little baseball, some hockey, and some Penn State football with him. Uh, just a few moments. The... Uh, We had to do, uh, like, I think Twitter only makes up, like, like I don't know, like single-digit percentage points of people who actually do um, um, tweet. I mean, do you tweet? Oh, yeah, I'm active. Really? Wow. I'm not as active now because I gave up recreational use of social media for Lent. So I haven't been in the last few weeks except for work purposes, but yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter all the time other than that. Don't you feel better about giving up your recreational use? Yes. Are you going to go back to it? Um probably will just for I I so I just like I just like to keep up with stuff that's happening, you know, news and sports wise, but um at home I, I I'm going to try to keep up with this as not to use it. Okay. I really uh, live a very peaceful life. When I, <laughs> I just don't, you know, I really don't um, have any. I really don't have any desire to even do that. That's just me. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I just don't have any desire to. Um, do that as you know I'm I'm not what you'd call active and have no desire to be by the way I think a lot of people would like me to do it I think I'm talking to one of them <laughs> I think it would be fine but I, I get it 
If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. It's good. It's cool. Well, there's a couple things. A, it's not my thing. All right. Number two, uh, what about, I mean, time. Time is, is something that's very important. Uh, should I dedicate my time to social media at one point, or do I dedicate more time to preparation? That's do a great de- point. Do I dedicate more time to doing that, or do I dedicate more time to uh, to family? And they, uh, I, I make my decisions as to what I think works best for me. Uh, as I tell my, I've told my the students in my class all the time, and I tell them this all the time. I said, I'm at the point in my career where I actually really don't have to. But unfortunately, you're at the stage of your career where you do have to just do it responsibly. I think young people, you know, trying to establish themselves in today's world have to. I, you know, I'm at this point, I really don't have to. I don't know what you think of that assessment, but I think, um, but I, I, no, I, I, think people, I think that's very fair. I think people know who I am, what I do, and know where to find me on this show or for a game. Um, I think somebody younger trying to get their name out there, trying to establish a following. And I, it's, I'm not t- trying to establish any following. It has nothing to do with, hey, follow me. No, it, I'm all about the teams I broadcast for, about the people I work with. That's what I'm all about. I'm not about me. Uh, so it's not like, hey, follow me. No, I don't do that. As much as the suit wants me to, uh, he would love, the suit would love for me to to be on social media. I think that's pretty fair. You, sir, are my hero. I mean, he would want me to. Badly, and he knows I just won't do it. So, that's just me. That's just me. Just the way it is. I mean, I know you want me communicating with people. I thought I was doing that here. We have a phone number. Also correct. So, if people want to call and ask questions, I answer them all. Probably we ought to do next week one of those, or maybe after the blue-white game, Ask Steve Anything days. Yeah, I like that idea. I think after the blue-white game is perfect. Like the Monday after the blue-white game, maybe yeah. we'll do an Ask Steve Anything deal, and we'll just I'll go through and I'll take, you know, I don't care what it is, whatever it may be, personal, professional, the team, whatever, because the blue-white game will have been played so we can get more into what's going on. But, yeah. Hey, Brian Reynolds, by the way, signed a two-year deal with the Pirates, $13.5 million. Uh, let's see. I always love the war stuff. Fan graphics. Let's see. Reynolds posted 5.5 fan graphs war last season, tied for ninth in baseball with Brandon Crawford, Starling Marte, and Aaron Judge. So this guy's just as good as Aaron Judge. No. 
Yeah, that's ludicrous, and that's why analytics are dumb. I want to be fair, though. Have you seen Brian Reynolds play? I have. No, he's, he's a good ball player. He's not Aaron he's Judge, a, but he's a very – I love he, Brian he Reynolds. He is a really good you – know, in fact, he shows up every day. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> let's uh, turn our attention to uh, Brian Tripp now. Tripper, welcome. Great to have you with us as always. <laughs> I don't think that's quite how it plays out. Maybe you carry your bag, but I carry the two old guys. I mean – I do know that you were able to recollect very quickly there on William Howard Taft's first pitch because you were at that game. That's for another day. In fact, I, I was the little kid that walked up to him and said, do you think you want to go to the Supreme Court? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. In fact, I think it was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. All right. Um, so... Uh, let's uh, very quickly on hockey. Uh, what, what Denver's playing Minnesota State, and I felt like Minnesota State's carrying the play, carrying the play, carrying the play. What the heck changed? Where boom, four goals in a short period of time for Denver. I mean, I know Denver's a great team, but suddenly they turned everything around. Yeah, so I think the goal that ultimately was the one-timer that gave Denver the lead, that came after a power play. So they scored the first goal, and all of a sudden you could feel the momentum of the game changing. In fact, that power play was just ending. It just had yeah. ended, right? Yeah, that guy who came out of the box did not get back into the zone right. yet. So in many ways it was still a five-on-four. But I think Minnesota State was playing its game where they were smothering them. But Denver has such, I think ultimately, even though Minnesota State had guys that could really score Nathan Smith, their top line, Ryan Sandlin on their second line, Denver had the higher-end talent. And eventually, once the momentum started to swing and their top-end guys started to get a little more time and space, and then Minnesota State having to come from behind started to take a few more chances, and that gave Denver more time and space in the offensive zone, Ultimately, they are able to swing the game in their favor. I think momentum is a real thing. And Minnesota State, once they had the one nothing lead, they're playing to win a one nothing game. But one goes in on a rebound from a sharp shot from a bad angle, then all of a sudden you get that power play and you score after that. And in the snap of a finger, instead of it being one nothing in your favor, now you're down 2-1. And for as experienced and as old of a team as they were, I just don't think they had enough to get back in it. And then the way Denver was playing in goal the entire tournament with Magnus Corona made it that much tougher, too. I thought he was the best player of the Frozen Four. Okay, so now Penn State baseball to this point. They lost the game to West Virginia earlier this week, 8-4. to four. Mm-hmm. But I get the impression that this is a better product of Penn State baseball than the past yeah, couple of years. Yeah, I think it years. really has been. Yeah, that's a really good observation. I think especially over the last month, I think they went through some growing pains early in the year where they're still trying to find their game. And just the experience of being on the field together and getting up to game speed. Um, Every game for the last mm, four weeks has been competitive. And I think most of those games could go either way. So I think that speaks to how the team has grown. Uh, even the game against West Virginia on Tuesday night, Penn State goes down early, gives up a six-run top of the third, comes right back, though, a couple of two-run home runs, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a four-run game, and the bullpen settled it down, and they got some opportunities to try to make it even closer. 
And it just felt like there were one or two plays that swung that game as opposed to maybe earlier in the year um, when they were thrown. They weren't, they weren't crisp defensively. They didn't have the, the bat top to bottom of the lineup to overcome that. It feels like everyone knows their role and their identity now, and that includes the pitching staff. This is not a team that's going to send a guy out there you know, when Penn State was at Maryland two weeks ago, their guys are going seven, eight innings from their starters. Penn State, if they get four or five innings out of their starter with the depth they have in the bullpen with a Stephen Miller, a Tyler Shingledecker, Mason Malott, Travis Lundsman's move to a, a back end of the bullpen role, uh, I feel like there's a lot more consistency. They understand their role. and They play in the team baseball. And they really have started to put together some really good performances. And they've been in every game. And I still think, Steve, too, that they've played the most difficult part of their schedule. Although I guess that probably remains to be seen because it's still so young in the conference. Well, it's interesting because Heath Bell was on yesterday and he was talking about when he was in the bullpen, especially with San Diego. Everybody knew what their job was, what their role was. What has it taken for Rob Cooper to have them understand what their role is and really, and then to be the all-star in that role. Yeah, I think that's a great point and obviously a great observation from a guy who pitched for a really long time. And I think that goes beyond just the pitchers on the team, too. You know, Derek Cease and Ben Taylor have started to play some second base, and they're never going to hit for the most part at the top of the lineup. But your job then is to work walks, work the pitcher, and turn the lineup over if you're hitting in the 7, 8, 9 spot in the lineup um, and play really good defense. And just be yourself out there. And I think that's what everyone has started to learn and embrace. Jaden Headline knows as the starting pitcher, and he's going to go tonight for Penn State, that, look, I'm the guy getting the ball in game one of the series, typically a Friday this week, a Thursday because of right. Easter this weekend. Sure. He, his responsibility isn't to go out and throw a complete game no-hitter. His responsibility is to give the team five strong innings, save some of the bullpen, and give them an opportunity to win. And then – there's so much internal competition, too, in that bullpen. I think that's helped. But it's just a great observation where everyone knows the role and then just has to be themselves in that role. And this is a team where I think the collection of parts then can make some of all those different parts really a good thing. So yeah, it helps to have a guy like Matt Wood kind of as the anchor to it who's playing. I think some of the best baseball that I've seen uh, from any player in the decade-plus doing this. All right. Um, I know in, in broadcasting the spikes, I talk about the dynamics of the ballpark being mm-hmm. different in the summer because it's warm. I mean, I mean the ball travels more. Uh, you know, uh, now they are older players too, which I think yep. ma- makes a difference in all of this. But I think the weather plays a role. How different? Because mm-hmm. look, there have not been a lot of warm days to this point. How different no. does this? park play and not only that how different is the game played because it is cold yeah it's a really good observation obviously you know that from being around uh, that ballpark quite a bit i actually think for the beginning of the year and, and the one advantage love it or hate it that the college kids have is they're still using the aluminum bats yeah um so the ball will carry i actually think to right the bleachers in right are very much in play yeah. early in the season and just to the left right. of the big fence. But to drive anything into the alleys early in the year and out the center field is darn near impossible. So really, it's a ballpark. When you play at Northwestern, when you play at Maryland, if you get one or two guys on, you feel like one swing of the bat can change the game instantly. Here, 
I think you have to string quality at bats together. You have to get guys on base. You have to draw walks. Use the gaps. Use the lines. Run the bases really well. It's not a ballpark. Look, they've had some guys run into balls this year, but it's generally not a ballpark where one or two swings can get you right back right. in the game. It really counts on going to string things together offensively, run the bases, put some pressure on the opponent, speed up the game for the pitcher and the battery. And I think Penn State's done a really good job of that. And then despite the dimension, you know, the other night, Cole Bartles puts one over the fence and left. Josh Spiegel went opposite field for a home run. They have some guys that can hit. Um, hit the ball out, but it's tough in that ballpark this time of year. There, there's no question. But it's funny. Once you get to graduation weekend, it completely changes. All yeah. of a sudden, the ball flies. No no question. Although one time I was doing it, you know, you talk about graduation weekend. Mm-hmm. I was doing a game on, um, I did a three-game series on BTN a few years ago, and mm-hmm. the third game was on Mother's Day. Okay? So second weekend. Right? Yep. I'm standing out there with Scott Pose, the former Marlins mm-hmm. outfielder. Right, and it's snowing in the in the, when we're doing we're taping the open at ten a.m. Like it's snowing. I'm like, well, what what are we doing here? <laughs> it's snowing. It's crazy. I was just looking back with Purdue coming to town this weekend. I was just looking back. I could not remember when the last time Penn State and Purdue had actually played a complete series over the span of three days and right. played you know one game Friday, one game Saturday, one game Sunday. The last time, and this is games here and there. The last time was 2013. Rob Cooper's been here nine years. He's yeah. never coached a series against Purdue mm-hmm. where they've actually played the full schedule as planned Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, on Purdue's team, is Kiernan Higgins on that team? Uh, uh, Higgins? The p- pitch, pitching staff? He, let's see here. Higgins? Let dig into this. He is not. Not, no. okay. Okay. No. Thought... No, now, they do have Jackson Smelt, which is interesting for this weekend. Jackson Jackson Smelt usually goes to the first game, mm-hmm. but Penn State and Purdue both had double headers last Saturday and then played Sunday. So it's really a quick turnaround with the Thursday yeah. game this week. So they're going to bump their game one guy back to tomorrow. And he is 5-0 and this year with 64 strikeouts, which is second in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Just threw 121 pitches last Saturday. So he's actually going to go on Friday this week, and that's game two this week. Penn State's going to stick with Jaden Headline, who's been their yeah. number one here the last few weeks tonight. So that's an interesting little little mm-hmm. matchup going into the series. So Purdue, you'll have their best guys going actually game two and three as opposed to one and two. Yeah, the reason I asked about Higgins is because he pitched for the Spikes last year. Yep. And he's coming back this year. Uh, I thought he was going to do some work at Purdue. Um, football. How anxious are you just to get on the sideline and watch this team play? And also, I mean, Roger got a hold of me, and he says, you know, you have a list of people who are going to be there at the game. I have no idea who's going to be at the game on the <laughs> sideline. What the heck? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, how anxious are you just to get out and see see a little bit of football out there? Oh, I think it's going to be great because we haven't had this experience the last couple of years. And how about three, I know how about three years? How about three years? <laughs> crazy, isn't it? And I look, the weather right now is 62 and sunny, the scheduled forecast for next Saturday. Not that I'm looking just for a personal benefit, but also to see what kind of crowd that's going to be there. Um, see, see that, I agree with you about the crowd part, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, because if the weather is nice, and you're talking about 63, 64, mm-hmm. I mean, and it looks like a chance at a good day, right? 
I'm going to be interested to see how many people show up. I mean, like, mm-hmm. is, is, Me it, is it going to be like, hey, look, I'm just anxious to get out. I want to get going. I want to see Penn State football. You know, I'll pay the parking fee. I'll get in and then go from there. I think that's a big story about this as to how many people show. Do they get sixty or 70,000? Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I, I also think a lot of people, look, there's a lot of excitement around this team with some of the new faces. I know you've had a chance to see them in practice the last couple of weeks. But just to get your first look at at Bo Pribula and Drew Aller and Nick Singleton and, and what these guys can bring to the field, and I'm not sure because what James talked about with the offensive line, how they're going to format this uh, blue-white game yet. I think that's still in discussion. But you know what? Just to see them out there playing and see the guys up close and personal and get a live look at practice that they're having or the scrimmage, whatever it may be, you know, I'm really excited. I think this is a team that has something to prove this year. I know you know it from watching the team. I think if you look offensively and defensively, starting 11, plus some of the depth they have, guys pushing and competing for spots, I think it's a really good roster, Mm -hmm. a really good roster going into the fall. So just to get that first taste of it here in the spring is exciting. Well, I hope it's 64 and pleasant because I'm trying to remember the last time you were on the sideline. Oh, that wasn't, uh, that couldn't have been fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, 6.4 inches of snow, I believe. (laughs) Yes, it was, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Let's go down to the sideline. I can't see the box. <laughs> I can't see you, well, and Jack. <laughs> and you guys couldn't see the penalties. <laughs> no, 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 no. We could. Uh, it's like uh, you know. But you know, what's interesting is that um, the only time I, I had to really sit there and count, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about five yard increments, was on punts. Everything else, yeah. Everything else, I knew where the ball was. Uh, you know, even you know the ball's thrown downfield everywhere else, only on punts because of the you know the distance of a 40, 45 yard like Okay, forty-three. Well, Molly McGrath is doing that game for ABC, and we were fighting over space in front of the heater on the sideline during halftime. It wasn't so much that it was cold; it's that I didn't bring boots because I didn't expect that much snow. And then just to warm my shoes up, but also not put them close enough to get hardball incident by the by the heater on the sideline either. Don't need that. All right, <laughs> Brian. Thanks, appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, Steve. Always great to talk to you. All right, Brian Tripp, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK.